Hello, I'm Jacqueline Hellier and this is the Tantric Lounge. Thank you for joining me and my co-host Xavier Watercane here for another hour of information and inspiration around sex, love and intimacy. And at the Tantric Lounge at the moment, it's all about men. Last week, we did secret men's business where we were looking at what it means to be a man and to be a powerful sexual man. Today, we're doing black belt in the bedroom which is about how you apply that when you are actually making love to your partner. So, hello, Xavier. Hello, and before we launch into that, yes. perhaps we'd like to know the latest on Planet Jacqueline, what's happening. Lots of wonderful things happening on Planet Jacqueline. I ran my first ever Tantric Lounge live last Sunday with a group of 20-odd people. Absolutely fantastic. And we'll be talking more about that next week. We will. In fact, it was so good. I've decided to dedicate next week's program to talking all about what we did, why we did it, how people responded and so forth. Yes. But this week, it's all about men. It Last is. week, we were looking at the problem of male intensity and how to fix that. Yes. Or how to transform it into something that is more like enticement. And this week, we're looking at the and we're looking at men being calm, confident, mm. connected, in control, yes, and creative. The five C's. Lots of C's involved in being a true black belt. Not to mention that other C that we, you know, the C word. Cock. No, the other one. Cunt. Yes, that one. <laughs> so there are two more C's. There are seven C's. Yes, but see, that's part of the problem. Too many people focus on the cocks and cunts. And don't focus on all that preliminary stuff. The calm, connected, in control. Creative. Yes. Right. Yes. So that's why and we might get to a little bit of cunt and cock talk later in the show. But for now, we're start, well, actually, we will definitely. Definitely. So don't hang up, everybody. We will definitely be talking about that. Okay. So this week is about how men make love to women. Mm. And this is about making love. It is about this, making love. This isn't about having sex. Yes. That's an odd term, isn't it? Having sex. It's something that you have. It's like have. I mean, it's like you have a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that. Having sex doesn't work for me. It's like something that you hold and grab. And, yeah. And yes. devour. Yes. And it sort of comes into that whole Consume. Yes. That Another C word. Yes, but we don't want that one. No. Although maybe a bit. Once you've got to a good spot, once you get to the horny face, which we will we'll talk get about to. that. Okay, fine. but yes, but it is. It's much more about making something, creating something. Making love is like creating pleasure, creating an experience. It's got one more syllable, but creating love is a, is a nice expression, isn't it? Yes. Maybe we should introduce that to the English language. Creating love. Mm. Why the martial arts term a black belt? Why the martial arts? In fact, why the whole martial arts analogy? Yes, yes. Well, because I'm a martial artist. I I studied Aikido um, for many, many years and got to quite a high level. Aikido means what? It means the way of harmony. Ah. Mm. And in fact, making love should be a way of harmony, a way of flowing. And what I love about it so much, because... <clears throat> particularly Aikido, is a martial art that is all about flowing and harmonising. And using energy. Getting very much in touch with energy. So at the higher levels of the martial arts, particularly ones like Aikido, it's it almost looks magical. 
right? It looks like people aren't really doing anything and yet these, you know, big burly blokes are, fl- are flying off all over the place. You know, they'll attack a little person like me. I'm a very little person. You I, are. I am. Physically, anyway. Physically, yes. Energetically, not. But physically, really quite small. You're a bit of a Yoda, aren't you? The Yoda of sex. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> not that you're that... No, no, not that you're green and you My have little green ears. and wrinkly. <laughs> and wrinkly, no. <laughs> She's not like that at all. Just, just, just it look is on the not website. I put my verbs at the end of the sentence. Well, how does he talk? He doesn't um, To the end of sentence, I, the verbs I put. The verbs I put. Yes, because it it's It is like a German I speak. Yeah, only it's more complicated than that because he does the object before the subject before the verb, which if this is not a program about... <laughs> this is not a program about grammar. <laughs> so. We don't think it is not if I speak like this that I'm more guru-like no. sound for... <laughs> No, 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 just wrong, wrong. Yes. Can okay. we just stick to the black belt, please? Black belt, okay. So, so getting... the odor of sex is... <laughs> shut up, shut up. Let's not mention the Y word. C word's okay, no Y words. All right. Um, I completely lost my train now. Black belt in the bedroom. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm, not, I'm really not sure whether you're a help or a hindrance on this program, Xavier. Even though people have been writing in saying you're wonderful and they love your analogies and things. Really, listeners, what I have to put up with. So, on the in the dojo, as a martial artist, what you need to be is very, very present in yourself. You have to be very centered, and you have to be very aware of subtlety and energy flow and so forth. And these type of martial arts, like Aikido, like many of the Kung Fu's, Tai Chi Chuan, things like that, you don't meet force with force. You meet force with flow. So you're always going in the direction that your opponent wants to go in. The Tao of the energy. Yes, but then you redirect it and so forth. I actually think Aikido is one of the best trainings for for good sex. I Um, can just see enrolments to Aikido dojos (laughs) rising throughout the Western world now as a result of that comment. And that would not be a bad thing. In fact, um, so often in the West, we think of, you know, the fighters is about bloodlust and trying to conquer and win and all that sort of thing. When in fact, the true warrior in so many of the warrior traditions was not about that. The warrior was about working with an, an equal and worthy opponent and creating a beautiful encounter that flowed, right? More like a dance than anything else. But before you get to that level, mm. there are stages, and in, and mm-hmm. obviously with the martial arts analogy, you yes. have yellow belt, brown yes. belt, or and all that sort belts. of stuff. Yes. The coloured belts, mm. and they're usually the people that are looking, lo- learning the tips and tricks of the, the martial the art, techniques. the techniques, mm. which is where most of the focus on sex education and sexual awareness happens mm-hmm. in our culture on the tips and tricks. Yes. But the black belt takes us beyond the tips and tricks. Yes. Any man who's still in the wanting the tips and tricks, yes, wanting the manual of sex, is not ready to be a black belt. The black belt. The black belt is a master of the art of sex. We've been talking a lot about the sex, science and spirituality of sex. We haven't really focused much on the art. This is where we're beginning to focus on the art of sex. Well, I think when you combine science and spirituality, that's what art is in many ways. Okay. Yeah? Like, mm-hmm. let's say if you're going to be a painter, you need to understand pigment and colour, you know, all the scientific The tips facts. and the tricks. Yeah, and then you sort of have to tap into something greater than yourself, the muse and so forth, to express your creativity. The god yeah, within and you. Yeah, the connection of those two. Like, it does help to understand paint and know about three-dimensionality it's like being a really top sports person of some sort 
mm. right? Like you, you need to know about how bodies work and, you know, all that sort of scientific stuff. But then you also have to tap into something that's a lot more than that. So when a man reaches the black belt level, mm. he's calm, centred, connected, in control, mm -hmm. and it's a natural control, it's not a forced control, Yes, and he's creative, yes. not a forced creativity, but he's no. in the natural flow of his own creativity. He is. It becomes a natural expression. Like, to use the martial arts analogy again, when you're training in the martial arts, and, you know, I trained hours and hours and hours a week, right? <laughs> martial arts always seem to be a bit all or nothing. Um, you do the basics over and over and over and over and over and over again, right? And over again. Yes. Yeah. You do it and you do it and you drill it and you drill it and you do it until your mind just can't think about it anymore. And it just becomes an intuitive thing. So that when you are in an, a natural encounter, like when you're doing free sparring, you're not thinking about it. You don't have time to think. You can't think, oh, gosh, this person's throwing a roundhouse punch at me, therefore I will use technique B to counter it and then I will follow through with technique D to... <laughs> you can't do that. It's just well flow. To take another analogy, it's mm. like musicians when they practice yes. scales. Yes. Endless amount. Okay, you do that for hours and hours and it's boring to some extent, although I'd imagine that practicing scales in the bedroom in a sexual context wouldn't be that boring but Some it could get boring yeah. could get to that after a while because mm. you'll reach for something mm. better mm. newer mm -hmm. more uh, deeper yes um more beautiful but more beautiful but ultimately what happens with at the black belt level is that you've done all of the bits yes you know where the bits go yes but it's more about okay mm. i can feel free with this now yes. i can open up to a greater sense of fun. Yes, a greater sense of expression. Ah. Yes. So we're looking at expression being built on mm. technique, but also transcending technique. Yes. Yes, like you have your toolbox. So you're not there with your partner. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not there with your partner thinking, oh, okay, after I've done this with her, to her for two minutes, I will now try this other technique. Which is not only incredibly unimaginative, but it's very unsexy. Well, it is, and it keeps you in your head. And unfortunately, a lot of men are like that, aren't they? That's what you the find number in, a clinic, one in clinical practice. You problem. Found. Everyone's in their heads. The men are in their heads. The women are in their heads. And it's worse with young people. Because they're even more into the whole tips and tricks thing. Oh, I ought to be doing this now. Oh, yes. I think I'll touch here now. Yes. Oh, I think I want to be touched here now. But yes. then the problem is if they don't ask for it or whatever. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh, I better go down on him for two minutes because he's been going down on me for two minutes. And it's unfair not to. Yes. I wonder if I'm sucking this correctly. Or, oh, he's pinching my nipples. I don't really like that, but... I've seen porn stars who like it. I think I'm supposed to like this, so I'll pretend I like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not exaggerating people. <laughs> you see this all the time. Or you hear about this all the time yeah. in your practice. Mm. And it's very unsatisfying. Well, it is because it's not real. So the, but the greatest skill the black belt in the bedroom has is to welcome the woman energetically. Yes. We were talking about this last week, about enticing about opening up to your woman and inviting her into your space, like luring her in, in a positive way. 
Because, as you say all the time, a penis is for connection, not penetration. Yes, absolutely. Not only that, the rest of the male body is also about invitation and not penetration. Ideally, that's what you want. Yes. You know that joke about what's the useless piece of skin attached to a male's penis? Yes, of his body. Is, yeah, the man. <laughs> the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can be that way if the man is totally focused on the penis as the only erogenous zone. Yes, it is. So the black belt embraces the completeness of his body and his mind and his heart. Yes, and his soul. And his soul. He does indeed. Right? Playing the musical instrument mm. with a sense of virtuosity. Yes. And all parts of his body are useful in that. His hands, his mouth, his eyes, his lips, and his penis, his feet, his thighs, the whole thing. There, you did mention earlier, I think, in another program about the there's an exercise that you can do mm. where in even in a workshop where you practice touching without the hands. Yes. You use a part of the body that you don't normally use. Yes. Like an elbow or the inner part of the forearm. Or... Yes. Yes, it's quite wonderful. I do it on my retreats and, uh, yeah, with couples. And it's like I want you to make – I generally lead them through the process. And it's like you're not allowed to use your hands and you're not allowed to use your mouth because they're the two parts of the body that are most used sexually, mm. right? And, yeah. Aside from the genitals. Well, yes. Yes, but, I mean, in my – we, yes, don't, of we course. don't use genitals yes. in my workshops and retreats. That's sure. homework. That's homework, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, so I get them to use different parts of their body and c- to connect that way. And all of this is to achieve what you call the horny face. <laughs> Tell us about the horny face. All right. So what you're trying to do as a man is to open your woman up, right? And that's the process to open her up, to get her to let go, to come into the fullness of herself as a sexual being so she can express freely as well. A lot of that is about safety, isn't it? Yes, because a woman's not going to open up if she doesn't feel safe. And for so many women, their sexual experiences have not been safe or have been intense, so they have to close off. Whenever there is an intent, whenever there is intensity, a woman, or, or, I mean, it happens the other way around as well, right, has to shut herself off to some extent. And our general view of sex in the West has so much intensity, an intensity without allowing that opening first, right, that the woman is in some way energetically shut off to the man. And the easiest way for a man not to be so intense is to be connected to his penis by being present in it. Yes. Rather than using it as a weapon. As a weapon. Or as a tool of thrusting. Yes. Or whatever it is that yeah. they do when they're in that particular yes. level of development. And that's why I ban penetration. The word, not the act, right? Because if you think about penetration, it's like, what do you, what's your response to that? Whoa, you constrict, you shut off. You're like, whoa, batten down the hatches, prepare for penetration. It's not like open up, right? So as much as the man is inviting the woman into his space, he needs to wait for her to then invite him into her body, right? And in that process from inviting her into his space energetically, there's a, there's a process in there to, before she's ready to invite him into her body physically, right? And in that process, yes, you want to get to the horny face. And that's that point where a woman has opened up and let go. 
you can see there's a shift in her face. It's like she's love drunk. It's like she's entered into a different state of consciousness. And when she's in that space, she's shifted to right brain, right side of the brain operation. Logic isn't working. She probably can't even speak properly or speak at all. All right. At that point, that's when she'll start um, expressing herself sexually from realness, from within, not from her head, not from what she thinks And she, she will be having a great time. She will be having a great time. And as a result, the man will also be having a great time because, mm -hmm. as we've also mentioned before, men are hardwired to be turned on by their partner being turned on. Yes, yes. And you may get quite vigorous at this point. Right. So when I say no intensity, I don't mean that you can't get vigorous. Right. You can have a good hard shag. There's nothing wrong with that. Vigor is about having the life energy flowing through you. Yes. As opposed to intensity where you're just trying to do stuff. Yeah. It's like a forced, forced thing. The vigor is coming from a place of being. Yeah. And you're both sort of joined and united in this vigor. Right. And it's like a, a joyous vigor. And you're deal and you're ideally you're touching the souls. Mm. At this point, we're not talking the souls of the feet. We're talking about the spiritual soul. <laughs> well, you could touch. You the could, souls uh, of the feet yes, as well. yes, yes. It's quite nice. It's quite a good erogenous zone, the soles of the feet. But it's all mm. about being free and open and expressive. It is. Yes. Building, starting with the subtle energies and building on that until you get to a higher and higher level. Yes, because what you'll find with um, with a woman is that you can get her to ever higher levels of arousal. So it's not like that standard Masters and Johnsons thing, which is kind of like this build up to the big O and then drop off and everyone wants to roll over and go to sleep and kind of feels a bit sort of used and wasted afterwards. No, this is getting higher and higher or deeper and deeper successively. And, and we'll go higher and higher and deeper and deeper in this discussion after the break. After the break, indeed. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Tantric Lounge. Hello. It strikes me that the difference between vigor and intensity is very much like the difference between uh, empowerment and power. Mm. Yes, one comes from the inside. So this intensity that builds on subtlety. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about subtlety before we get into our questions. Mm. Yes. And this is in many ways about subtlety. And because so much of our sex in the West has been about intensity, many of us, probably most, have numbed ourselves to subtlety in the sexual sense. Right? We're all seeking that big O and bigger, harder, faster type, type scenario. Whereas if you can pair it back, and this is what a guy needs to do, he's got to pair it back, pair it back, pair it back. And you'll probably find that any teacher of any art tends to have this same instruction to their students which is why I'm stressing this as well. I certainly know that in the martial arts it was stop trying. You've got to stop trying and start allowing. And you can only start allowing once you've practised enough that it becomes natural. It's the same with sporting stars. It's the same with artists. It's the same with chefs and so forth. And it's the, what I tell you all the time with writing. Yes, thank you. Yes, you have made me a great writer. Well, reasonably good writer. Anyway. A better writer. A better writer. You've, you've worked with my inner potential. And it is. That, that was also about not trying so hard, mm. allowing the, the flow to happen. Yes. And in that subtlety, you need to create a space of almost emptiness. And we, we might do, in fact, I think today we might do um, an exercise in the last part, which is to help people 
create that sort of space and to start feeling subtlety, right? Because the more you can start feeling subtlety, the more the exquisite sensations you feel, the greater the variety of sensations you feel. To some extent, the less you need to do which is great if you're busy and tired and so forth. I know a lot of people stop having sex because they can't be bothered because they think it's got to be an effort and they've got to do something, right? The paradox is that it's really all there anyway. Mm. The potential's inside everyone. Yes, yes. They just need to get out of the way enough to let it happen. <laughs> they have to get out of their own way, yes. Let's start with some questions. Okay. Jason from Spokane in Washington. I think that's how you pronounce it. To be honest with you, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It's as foreign to me as speaking Swahili. Sounds good, though. Any tips on how to get started? Yes. The first, the longest journey does indeed start with a footstep. Jason? Yes. What's Jason's first step on the great tantric journey? Yes. Well, Jason, uh, were you paying attention we don't go for tips and tricks. It's all about being. So please stay listening and you'll start to absorb it. <clears throat> you'll start to enjoy it. Go back and listen to the earlier shows and definitely start practicing the exercises that I give you in the third part of the show and stay tuned for the last part of today because that's going to be something that you do with your partner. And the shows are podcasts are available how? Through iTunes. Yeah, so you can subscribe to the po- the podcast of this show through iTunes and you can also listen any time. It's all recorded. And it's all available through JacquelineHellier.com. Or TheTantricLounge.com. Or TheTantricLounge.com. Or, of course, VoiceAmerica.com. Or VoiceAmerica.com, the empowerment channel. Yes. So yes. you can access these shows at any time, really. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. You don't so, have to be listening live. No. So, so for Jason... Don't give up hope. I don't know whether you ever eat Asian food, Jason, but I know for a lot of Westerners when they first encounter chopsticks, or at least when when the West first started opening up to Asian food and it was just so foreign, you know, like there's these chopsticks. I don't know how to hold chopsticks. I don't know how to eat with chopsticks. Where's the fork? You know, the food served in a bowl. What is that? Like they bring everything out at once. Ah. Where do I start? Where do I start? Yeah. Which sauce do I dip what into? It's all sort of like, ah. So gradually. Scary, scary. You practice, and you know what? You probably ask a little bit as well, and you try, and you make mistakes, yeah? But gradually you start to understand it. A lot of people don't give themselves enough space to make mistakes, in inverted commas, Ooh, in the bedroom. Yes, that's a big one. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, so just as other parts of, of life, we generally give ourselves a little bit more space, although a lot of people feel that they do have to be perfectionists in everything and, you know, that's why a lot of people, you know, become a little bit OCD and so forth because they think they've got the perfect at everything. And if something goes wrong, ah, particularly in the bedroom, right? And they feel that if anything goes wrong, it's all so awkward and they don't know how to talk about it and they're like, oh, we're going to give it all up. Making love is messy. Yes, it all involves fluids and body parts that don't necessarily fit perfectly or... Yes, and do unusual and things. And do unusual things at inappropriate times, yes. which is why it also pays to have a sense of humour about things. Well, it does. I mean, if you let out a fart while you're fucking, you know, it doesn't mean, oh, <laughs> just have a laugh and keep on going. You know, if you're trying a new position and, you know, you suddenly have a cramp, <laughs> or you have a cramp anyway, you know, like it's, it's, it's no big deal. If you're fumbling with a with a condom wrapper and you drop the condom. Which is why also I think trust is an important part of 
sexual relationship because if you're with somebody that you mm. trust to fail with or to mm. not be fantastic with mm. every millisecond mm. of the event. Yes. And it's also good too if you do have that attitude of you know, creativity and learning and growing, then you'll probably do some feedback with your partner as well. So you'll have you'll be open about talking about your love life. We've discussed this in the past. And you might have a little bit of a chat. And it's also a great ad- 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 uh, antidote to boredom, which brings us to the next yeah. question. Adam from Wellington. Right. I think this is the first time we've got anyone from New Zealand. Oh, hello, Kiwis. I got bored with my wife with sex with my wife. Mm-hmm. So I turned to porn. It's made me even less interested in sex with her, but I can't stop watching the porn. Mm. I forced myself to have sex with her every 10 days or so. He's counting, obviously. Yeah. Good but, man, very dutiful. But so in my head, it is elsewhere. It's a duty and I get my rocks off with porn. I can tell she's getting less interested too. Mm. I assume the question is in their help. Yes, it sounds like help, and you're certainly not alone there. Um, I hear many men come to me with this. And you'll be right because your wife will be getting bored with it because she knows you're just doing it as a duty, right? And um, you're not there. You're not present. Now, I want to talk a little bit about porn because, yes, if you start getting bored with sex, these days it's so easy to turn to porn. You just click a few buttons on your computer and, bang, you're straight into Full-on, great stuff happening. There is an almost infinite amount of free porn yes. available now. Yes. Now, I don't have any problem with porn per se. It's the way it's used. Okay. And the trouble with porn is that it's like fast food. Okay. It's immediate there. You get this immediate gratification. But I actually believe that watching porn or large quantities of porn rather than just occasional bits for some titillation if you watch too much porn, you actually become less masculine. Yeah. And the reason for this is several fold. Now, for a start, porn teaches you nothing about connection. All this stuff that we've been talking about, you don't get any of that. You just bang straight into it. Mm-hmm. All right. So until you learn how to connect, you're never going to be a good lover. All right. Because women are not like computers and you can't just press a button and suddenly she's, you know, ragingly horny. Um, I also think porn decreases men's confidence because what you're seeing is not real. You're seeing men who've been chosen because they've got enormous penises. You're seeing men who are supposedly lasting forever because, you know, all the scenes are cut and put together so it looks like they're going on and on and on and on, you know. And who can come more than once within 10 minutes or something. Yes, and they appear to be able to bring a woman to the heights of passion, like, within moments, yes. She only has to look at him and his enormous penis and suddenly she's incredibly aroused and throws herself upon it, right? Which is another thing. Porn tends to show, you know, the ardent advances of women on men, right? So they're sort of almost like the passive recipients of the women's attentions and so forth. And as we know, for for most women, unless you've already got a fantastic sexual relationship going, women need some level of warming up to be able to open her up, right? Yes. And so what you'll find, if you, if you don't learn how to <clears throat> open her up, excuse me, as we're discussing today, then she'll be cut off from you. You'll get bored. There's no connection. So, of course, you turn to porn. And opening up does require creativity. Well, yes, porn doesn't teach creativity. And that's really very much the essence of it, learning how to open up your woman. Making love or creating love requires creativity. Yes, it does. All right. So um, for our questioner here, you need to start making some shifts here rather than focusing just 
on the sex act. Spend some time connecting with your partner, doing some yummy exercise. In fact, do the one I'm going to share with you after the next break, right? Because you need to start getting away from that need for bang immediately into the intense stuff because you you're starting to set up um, like an addictive pattern within your body where you get you know, the dopamine hit followed by the drop. What do they call that, super normal stimulation? Yeah, too much. Yeah, you get overstimulated. You're flooding your cell receptors with too much dopamine and it goes, ah, and drops off the receptors. So, in fact, your capacity for pleasure actually diminishes. It diminishes. So you, you're looking for more and more intensity. And if you feel... A bigger high. It's like being a heroin addict it or is. something. I, I, yeah. I, I've, heard, I've, sp- I've interviewed heroin addicts and they said the first hit is amazing. Mm. It's like every possible orgasm mm. that you've ever had all at yeah. once. I can't possibly conceive that. I actually think that there's something odd about people that go for Mm. drugs anyway. I think there's something abnormal in the first place. Let's not go there. The point is, though, that the addiction creates an unrealistic expectation that then gets the the bar keeps raising so high. And at Mm. at a certain point, Mm. you physically, physiologically and psychologically simply can't handle it. Yes. And in fact, what you're doing is the opposite to what your body actually needs, which is to pair it all back, tone it all down and start finding that subtlety again, because human bodies are not designed for that intense level level of, of pleasure. We're designed more for subtle, more exquisite types of pleasure, out of which some intensity can come, right? But until you get that that subtle, exquisite, more ecstatic type of sexual experience and sexual pleasure happening, if all you're doing is going you know, going for the yang without the yin, then it's not going to be satisfying and you're going to set up this almost like addictive, well, for some people it is addictive kind of cycle, always going for quick fix, quick fix, bigger fix, never being satisfied. And the black belt in the bedroom mm. is totally about subtlety. Yes, there's no way you can get to be a black belt in anything if you don't if you think that it's all about bang yeah even quality street fighters i mean anyone who's good at anything is going to learn how to you know master themselves and therefore be able to work with their partner opponent might be worth exploring this idea of self mastery a bit as mm. well because the black belt in the bedroom is also very much a, as, as much an attitude mm. Yes. Before exploration or before creativity or before the making of love is anything else. Yes. What is the primary attitude of the black belt in the bedroom? The primary attitude? Mm. He feels solid within himself. So he's got that yin-yang balance that we were talking about last week. He's got that. He's able to open himself up if need be. Feel vulnerable. He's capable of feeling vulnerable, right? But he can still hold that space. He's, he's a together guy. He's got purpose in life. He doesn't have to prove anything. No, he does not need to prove anything. And he doesn't need to cloak himself with some false macho image. He doesn't need to cloak himself with some false, you know, sensitive new age guy image. He's just himself. Whatever that might be. Yeah, and that doesn't matter. You know, he might actually appear to be a you know very you know masculine, manly man or he might be actually quite a feminine type of a guy who likes to write poetry. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not about a particular image. It's about being true to self. 
It does seem to work for some people. We've got Angelica mm. from Toronto. Oh, hello. My lover can open up to me in this way. It's wonderful. I feel sorry for other women that they don't experience this and sorry for their partners too. Mm. Thank you for teaching men how to be great lovers that they are innately capable of being. Mm. Which brings up, of course, that idea that men, all men, mm. theoretically at least, are capable of this. They are capable of achieving this state of being. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. There's a black belt in every man. There is a black belt in every man. And you know, I believe that you know, men are beautiful creatures. And you know, we've all been pretty well screwed up in this society and we're all confused about what it is to be masculine or feminine. You know, we're trying to cope with the, the outcomes of centuries of patriarchy, which didn't benefit men. Or women. It's no good for anybody. And well, also, it is for powerful elite groups, but this isn't a program about politics either. It's powerful elite group. But it's, that's partly why we got screwed up sexually. Control people's sexuality and you can control them. If you don't let people tap into the, the beauty and power of their sexuality and make them feel, you know, whole, empowered people reaching their full potential, if you prevent all of that happening, then you can control people. The uh, paradox is that power is the enemy of empowerment. It is. Because the people who want to have power over you are not mm. going to allow a social space, a mm. cultural space mm. in which you can find your own empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why so many people who want to go on this journey, and it is a journey and it does take effort, you know, you do need to start realising, for instance, that watching too much porn is not going to empower you. It's it, going to have the opposite to it. It's not going to make you a black belt in the bedroom. It's not going to make you a black belt in the bedroom. Any kind of attitude that gets in the way of being able to tap into yourself and through that to be able to connect with your partner is going to get in the way. And you have to be brave enough to admit that. You have to be brave enough to admit that. And a lot of men don't like to admit that they're anything other than perfect, particularly in the sexual sphere. So there, Jason from Spokane, if you're still listening, there's mm. your first step. Yes. Stop believing that it has to be perfect. Yes. And be okay with being imperfect. And particularly guys, here's a big one for you. Listen to your partner. Right? So many women are fearful of telling their partner anything for fear of his reaction. Right? They feel that they need to stoke his ego. And a lot of, you know, and sometimes women aren't very good at explaining or telling what their needs are, in which case a mature developing man will, will take it and, and ask and elicit it from her what he needs to know. But he does want to know. But the women also have to play ball here. They have to be willing to give the honest feedback. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to be de dedicating a couple of programs to women shortly. So, guys, don't think that you've got to do all the work and the women are just sort of these passive accomplices. Oh, no, 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 no. Hopefully everyone realises by now that I'm completely into equality and there's a lot that the women need to do as well. Yeah. Given that that's where women have to go, mm. it's important that obviously then there's this whole communication thing that has to all keep yes. happening all the time. Yes. yes. Because you can't be a black belt in the bedroom and be closed off either. No. Good, good heavens, no. <laughs> you no. can't be playing a role. You have to be real. You have yes. to be willing to share you mm -hmm. who you are. You have mm -hmm. to be willing to take feedback. And both partners have yes. to do their bit. Yes. Well, she wants to be a black belt in the bedroom too. And we'll get on to other parts of this process after the break. We have to a break already. Yes, time flies when we're having fun. Okay, speak soon. Hello, this is Jacqueline Hillier here with Xavier Watercane talking about how to be a black belt in the bedroom. 
And I think we've had a couple more questions come in, have we? That's right. Reg from Cootamundra in New South Wales. The horny face. Mm. Yep, I know that one. That's when it gets good. If the other guys listening don't know that face, it's worth waiting for. It's a rather oddly phrased question. But I think he means that he understands what yeah. the horny face looks like. Yeah. The horny face looks like the woman has gone into a completely altered state of consciousness. Yes. She's in the zone. She's in a zone. Yes. Yes. And when a woman gets into that zone, things get good. That's when she takes you on a journey, right? So sometimes to use that that fire water energy to some extent, yes, as a man you might be wanting some of your fire energy to help kind of warm, warm up her water energy. When she starts boiling. When she's on her rolling boil. <laughs> when she's on the rolling boil and she's got the horny face. You can then become the dumpling that you stick into the rolling <laughs> boil, so to speak. I mean, you've gone to all of this trouble to yes. roll the boil, boil yes. the roll the boil. Yes. You might as well get something out of it. You get cooked. Yes. You get cooked. You do, and that's when you know. And I, I often believe that, like for instance, if a woman is in her head thinking, "Oh, penis, I need to do something to a penis," right? She'll be in her head, and she's having this conscious thought, like. Actually, let me share um, an example from um, some clients who came to see me yesterday, who were sort of a little bit troubled and were having trouble connecting sexually. Anyway, they came in and they're actually looking quite quite good, which was a bit of a relief, to be honest. And apparently they've been you know, nicer to each other and being more affectionate and so forth. And then she looked at him and she goes, yep, and you got, you got a blowjob this morning too, didn't you? And he was like, yes, I did. That was fantastic. I liked that. And I said to her, did you like that? And she looked at me and she goes, oh, no, not really. And he looked at her and he goes, what, what do you mean you didn't like it? Why'd you do it? And she goes, well, I did it because I knew you'd like it. Generous of her. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but you didn't like it? She goes, well, no, I just gave you a blowjob out of the blue. Like it was it was a an blow act- out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. She wasn't, her waters weren't, they, well, probably they were simmering for, to do that, but um, they certainly, she certainly wasn't on the boil. Right. So it, that was came from her head. It was a, it was a kindness. It was a, a gesture. It made him feel good. This was sort of Bane and Marie sex. Yeah. Keeps, it keeps everything warm but doesn't exactly cook anything. Yeah. Yes. Now that is very different. That is very different from if they had been engaging in some yumminess for some time and she was moving into, you know, the horny face bit then her desire to pleasure his penis well him through his penis would have been this wonderful expression of self she would have seen his penis and had just this urge to play with it to put it in her mouth or caress it or whatever that happened to be because she couldn't help herself like it was that just had to happen well, she might have ignored the penis altogether and her intuition would have led her somewhere else well exactly and because it was an intuitive and natural process mm. and he'd let himself flow in with that mm-hmm. it would have been a very interesting and exciting and pleasurable and beautiful experience for him too absolutely we don't know no when- and i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with a you know a spontaneous blowjob you know that's fine the blow out of the blue the blow out of the blue i mean that's fine and it was lovely of her to to do that and, and as a gift but that's not what we're talking about here. Philippa from Cairns in Queensland. I read Fifty Shades of Grey and became intrigued by Christian, the lead male. Mm. He's a lot like the way you describe a black belt lover, commanding and attentive and loving it all at the same time. Mm. I asked mm. my husband to read the book so he could understand what I was curious about. We're not setting up a red room or anything, but we are ta- <laughs> talking. Ta- we are taking 
more time in the lead up to sex and I'm letting him lead more. I mm. can't wait for him to listen to this program. It's definitely on track to where we're going. Mm. Good. But this also doesn't mean that men have to be Christian from Fifty Shades of Grey either to be black belts in the bedroom. It's simply No, but Christian has the elements. Uh-huh. Right now, he expresses that. Now, for those of you who don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey, it's about um, a BDSM relationship between bondage, domination, yes, bond- bondage, so- discipline, sadomasochism, sadomasochism, yeah, that right. kind of kinky stuff. Um, <clears throat> and he he's into that, and he meets this younger woman who is, um, well, she's a virgin, but and she allows herself to be carried away by all of this. Yes, yes. So. So she's a virgin, is she? Yeah. But not for long. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's got all the classic elements of, of a, your standard romance, you know, bodice ripper type type book. That's why I don't call it erotica so much as romance with a lot of sex in it. Anyway, um, but the thing about the Christian character, and I believe why so many women love that book, apart from the fact that I think more people are intrigued by kinky sex than are usually willing to admit, is that he does embody so many of these characteristics. How does she describe it? It was quite good. Um, Commanding and attentive and loving all at the same time. Yeah, so he's commanding, right? So, okay, in the BDSM sense, that often comes across as giving instructions and it it, um, can come across as quite controlling. But there's a difference between being commanding and being controlling because, again, control is more like a forced thing. It's an intense thing, whereas command has a softness to it. You've got your yin and your yang. It's about him holding the space, right? And he is attentive, like it really is all about her, particularly in the warming up phase, right? Here is a man who is willing to invest the time and the energy to yes. light her, light his fire mm-hmm. and warm her waters. Yes, and what was that last characteristic she mentions? Um, loving. Oh, loving. Yeah, love. Because there's love what in an, there. What an odd topic for a <laughs> sex program. Yes, love. Mm. Yes. Well, so much of modern sexuality has removed the love element. And along with it, if you remove the love element, you're also removing a lot of the poetry and the art. And the subtlety. <laughs> and the that subtlety. That we keep returning to. Yes. Otherwise, it's just sex. It's this physical thing. Is your penis working? Is your vagina working? Great, that's it. Enough talk, enough headspace stuff. Let's get into the um, exercises for our listeners. Yes, okay, so the exercise that I would like to give to our listeners. You have two this week. Yes, I have one for um, our listeners who have a partner with whom they can practice and one for those who don't, okay, because solo practice or solo cultivation, as they call it in the Taoist tradition, is very important on this journey, okay? So what I want you to do is to spend some time when you're making love with your partner, create a lovely environment, spend some time just breathing together, being very gentle, right, just just sitting with each other, have some nice music playing and so forth. Now, you can do some kissing or anything that gets you feeling fairly aroused. Now, what I want you to focus on is when you are ready to put penis in vagina, right, and I'm going to speak to the men. I'm speaking from the man's point of view. Now, this exercise is often called plugging in. And it's about using your penis for connection. You don't necessarily need much warm-up for this because what you're going to do is you're going to have your penis just sitting at the opening of her vagina. 
You don't even need to be erect for this. You can be semi-hard or, or even reasonably soft. And I want you to just sit there with your penis at the opening of her vagina. And I want you to feel for an invitation, right? Energetically. Energetically, right? And for the women involved, I want you to relax and to have some sense of inviting him in. This is, the great advan- this is the great advantage of a podcast. You can actually listen. You don't have to try to do this while listening to this live. Yes, while you're hanging out the washing, driving a forklift. I think you're interrupting the, uh, the poetry. Sorry, this, sorry, so, I'll, yeah. I'll withdraw. Sorry, I think I was getting everybody into quite a nice zone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll withdraw energetically. Thank you. May I resume? You. So, listeners, where are we? We have the gentleman's penis just resting waiting at the opening of his true love's vagina. And he's waiting for a sense of being invited in. And when you sense that, and you might want to be looking at her in the eye, you might want to be looking at just connecting with her. You can. This is quite nice to do this in a spoon position as well, so just lying together from behind. You can be on top of her. You can even do it with a woman on top of him, except then she's the one in control. So we won't do that one because I'm focusing on the gentleman here. I just want you to slowly allow yourself to enter her. Notice I'm not using the P word here, penetration. You're entering and she's enveloping you. She's allowing you to come in and just go in as far as the head of your penis and just sit there. Just going to sit there. I'm just going to go, hmm, And she's going to do the same thing. And then you will slowly, slowly allow the entire penis to enter. And then once it's entered, you're just going to stay there. You'll have that lovely sense of, "Mm, I'm at home. And she's going to feel full. And I want you just to relax, to breathe, to do some of those breathing exercises that I've given you where you're doing some lovely belly breathing. If you want, you can start circulating some of that energy. Yeah, we've been practicing circulating energy as well. You can squeeze your pelvic floor a little with the breath, with the energy, if you wish. But I don't want you to feel like you have to do anything. It's nice just to stay there. And you can stay there for a minute or a few minutes. You may actually start feeling little subtle sensations. You might feel some sense of tingling. You might not feel anything at all, which is not... Um, which would not be surprising if you've only ever had intense sex. If the only time your penis and vaginas have ever joined is being with intensity, then you might, this might just feel like you're not having anything at all, like there's nothing happening. But keep practicing it. Try doing this every morning for a week and see what happens. The important point is to wait for the invitation. Yes. Right? You'll know. Yes. Well, you might not know, actually. And the, the, the gentleman will probably tend to go in sooner. Right. So, you know, the women listening, they might not know either, but you can give him a little bit of an indication if he's if he, if he wants to go in too soon, just mm, stop, not quite, not yet. Or if he's taking too long because he's not quite sure, <laughs> just kind of tap him on the buttocks. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Now, for those of you who don't have partners, you can do the same sort of thing with your imagination. So if you're self-pleasuring, rather than self-pleasuring with intensity, I want you to just like hold your penis and I want you to visualize a couple in sexual embrace. 
not with intensity, like a couple who are doing that kind of plugging in that I just described. And as you're visualizing that, I want you to just very, very gently, hardly any at all, is just be aware of the touch of your hand on your penis, of the fullness of your penis, and you're just holding that image in your mind. And you're just going to do that for a few minutes. All right. And once you finish, then you've stopped. Okay. So it's not about having an orgasm. That might sound boring as batshit, but it's important. Do it. And this is to cue the awareness of the subtlety. Yes. To start waking yourself up to different sensations, subtle sensation. Eventually you'll start getting exquisite sensations in your body, more I, ecstatic. I guess if we had to um, define tundra in a way that people like Jason earlier mm. were having trouble with, probably the best thing that we could say would be it's about awareness. Yes, that's a nice way of describing it. Awareness. Sexual awareness, mm. which leads into all sorts of other awarenesses. Mm. You need to be aware of yourself first and your okay. own subtle feelings. Mm -hmm. And then you need to be aware of the subtle feelings in someone else, mm. the signals, mm. the subtleties, yes. etc. Yes. And the more you tone it down and drop the intensity, still allowing vigour if that's appropriate, the more you'll tune into these subtleties and you'll understand them, just like a top martial artist who appears to be doing nothing, yet people are flying all over the room. So listeners should think of these exercises that we talk about mm. as the scales. <laughs> yes. As they learn to play their own instrument mm. and they learn to play each other. It's mm. a beautiful description. Thank you. And that's it for this week. What's on for next week? Well, next week we will be talking about the Tantric Lounge because I'm really quite excited about sharing with everybody what we did, what we covered and what people got out of it. I think I might do more of that as we have the monthly Tantric Lounge Live on Sundays. And, uh, yes, otherwise I do encourage people to buy my ebook called Men and the one called Women. You can also buy sex stuff. You can buy all three, three for the price of two. It's $11 Australian. Um, and you can read some of my writings around the very important topics of men and women. And the week after next, we'll be doing a couple of shows around women. Great. So we're all looking forward to that. We are indeed. Let the journey continue. Indeed. I look forward to speaking to everybody again next week. Take care. <laughs>